Yeah. To sync it up. All right, so we're so, we're going to be talking about um, your meat prep, right? My meat prep. Correct. Um, prep. My meat prep. Meat. <laughs> show prep. Yeah, my show prep. Um, we're going to be talking about my show prep. Um, I'm currently a week out from the uh, Heart of Texas bodybuilding show. I keep calling it Heart of Champions, but it's Heart of Texas. Mm-hmm. It's over at the Irving Convention Center, so I'm looking forward well, to Well, you're going to be there, so you might as well be Heart of, I am the heart, heart of Champions. I'm the Heart of Texas and the Heart of the Champion. Yeah, um, man. No, but it's at the Irving Convention Center, which funny is where I did my first show, which did not go so well. Wait, really? But, yeah, it's at the same venue. So this is like a, is this going to be like some kind of redemption <laughs> thing for you? Yeah, like a rocky... Right. Dude, that's actually uh, really cool. I don't uh, know. Yeah, no, I think it's cool. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it, but um, yeah, no, it, it's uh, at the Irving Convention Center, and then um, last one I did was at like a, a Marriott hotel in Plano, but um, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. yeah, It's at the it's at the Irving Convention Center, um, so I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. Been dieting, I bet, man. been dieting and training for like 13 weeks, dedicated to it. I picked this show because um, it gave me enough time to get lean, but. Um, I also didn't want to be dieting on my birthday or in the winter. Bad friend. So, I know you told me this. When's your birthday? September 27th. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. But um, no, I just didn't want to be dieting on my birthday. I've already told you happy birthday. And Wait, have I told you happy birthday? No, I mean, it's, it's only September 11th. I was going to say, so. I think it's like the 10th today or something like that. Or the 11th. Yeah. yeah 11th because it's seven days today. Mm. But um, yeah, no, man. I mean, that's, that's what we're doing. We're talking about the show prep today. Yeah, man. So you said that this has been a 13-week prep? Yeah, so far, which has been my shortest prep. That's what I was about to say. When it comes to bodybuilding, usually y'all are doing like 30-week preps, right? Or Um, maybe even more? I would say like 16 to 20 is probably like pretty standard for most guys. Um, But my first show, I I took seven months to prep. And when I use the word prep, I more so just mean like spend time dedicated to losing fat for a bodybuilding show. Mm -hmm. But um, no, and then the last one in 2018, I prepped for... I think five months got you got months. you so but no this one's been just right at, it'll be like 13 or 14 weeks total okay so, and i don't remember if you've told me this before but was this just a on the fly decision because you got what nine months and then you got five months and then now you're only doing 13 weeks yeah you're no so you're right yeah i was um i was listening to a podcast and the guys were talking about competing and i was uh I was eating lunch, I was eating a burrito and I had some chips and I had some salsa and just maybe a pretty heavy meal and I was yeah. a little bloated and I was like, man, I need I need a challenge. I need something to kind of um, rile me up and get me dialed in a little bit more, you know? And so um, I decided to sign up sign up for a show and that's what I did the last two times I felt that feeling. Like it's, it's really just for me, it's something to like almost ground myself on my discipline practice and like what I need to do to like accomplish the things at hand. And so sometimes yeah, it's I like putting a fire on your ass. Yeah. yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. It just, it gives me a reason to stop being lazy and to know that like, Hey, on this date, like you're going to be in less than your underwear on, in front of, you know, several hundred people. So yeah. So you better do you better what you got to do. Together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so sometimes it just takes a bit of that, like external motivation to get there. Cause I, I do love bodybuilding, but it's just like, it's, it's a draining process, man, as far as how much, um, effort and dedication it takes especially if you're you know trying to do it right yeah so, so is this like i don't know if this is going to sound goofy but do you think that this is not only you know for bodybuilding but some kind of you know spiritual journey because i do remember um it was probably 13 weeks back you were telling me like you felt like you needed 
um something like you yeah, needed no. to do something and that's why you signed up for this show well I, it's it's funny you say that because i think everyone's like health and wellness and, and fitness journey is somewhat spiritual mm-hmm. but yeah no it's it's definitely it, it i think it has to be because it's something that you have to live to do properly right yeah and and that's everywhere from you know getting the right amount of sunshine so your body functions optimally like going to bed on time like only eating the right things yeah so it's not just in cardio, the gym like yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere. Like you got to keep your stress low. Like there's just, there's so many different facets of it that your only option is to live it. And so it's something that like you can, I don't know, maybe a good phrase to, or a good way to put it, but you can almost, you can almost drown yourself in the process and just use it as, use it as a way to live like almost like a monk lifestyle, right? As like what Dorian Yates called it. And like, not everybody does that. And like, there's different varying degrees and it's not that serious, but like, yeah, like, you sacrifice a lot of social scenarios. You sacrifice, you know, whatever food or temptation and you sacrifice free time and, you know, all these different things, like just to get towards this goal, this thing that's going to take so much more focus. And the thing that I found to be really cool is it seems to be like the more dedicated effort and effort more so meaning attention and focus, not necessarily just like banging your head against the wall in the gym, Mm -hmm. but like the more you can dedicate to it, the more you will see from it. And Mm -hmm. to me, that's just so... It's so incredible that you just you see that as a physical manifestation of like, hey, this is a result of like the studying, the work, the meditation, the reading, the, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's like this is this is the process. And this was like the physical outcome. But no, it's 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 about the the journey to get there and, and the, the traits you have to develop to get there, the habits you have to build to do that. Wow. That was yeah. so it's it's a big it's it's always a it's always a. A big deal to me, which might seem silly to some people because it's not like I'm out here doing a pro show or anything like that. But it definitely is a way to, um, I don't know. I don't even know if check yourself is the right word, but just kind of ground center, figure out, figure out the traits it takes to be who you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like putting yourself out there to see if you have what it takes and maybe not even see what you have, if you have what it takes, but to see um, if you have the ability to, I guess, achieve that end goal that yeah. you want to achieve and to figure out that process along the way. And it's yeah. almost like you're putting um, just a massive puzzle together, yeah. you know, as you go and you're figuring out things that you didn't know, you know, maybe your last two cycles. Right. Um, and, you know, you're implementing, you're implementing them in uh, this cycle and just figuring out your life it's just you know? it's just this ever-growing thing that's so personalized and individualized to each person that it's just it it's it's inherently a spiritual journey for sure yeah I man so. i feel that a lot with my uh like powerlifting um cyclist too like it's definitely more than just being inside the gym but so for your 13 um week cycle you told me that you had some specific goals um so what were they again so on stage, one of my goals was to be the leanest in my class and the other was to have the best arms in my class. Yes. Um, and those are like totally subjective. They were just things that I thought like, okay, this will be fun and an extra way to, you know, drive myself a little bit harder. Like this whole prep, I had a dedicated arm day. Like I've been doing more cardio than ever and just trying to keep my, get my body fat as low as I can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's just like an external challenge within to be maybe a little bit more specific. So rather than like, just aiming for, I'm trying to be the best bodybuilder in my class or the best classic physique guy in my class that day. I'm just like, okay, here's two like a little bit more tangible things that maybe like 
I could I could grab and reach for and yeah. just make a, a personal thing, you know? So So the end goal was or I guess the like overarching goal is, you know, because you need this in your life. And then in order to ground ground those, you're saying that you chose goals that um, you desired. Yeah, um, exactly. And that's, goals that were, were almost almost fun. For yeah, them, and that's going to be different know? from like each person. Yeah. Um, and that's just a little bit more like self-buy-in, you know, like I get excited for arm day because it's not something I would usually do. And like, it's not something that's been, I've, I haven't dedicated time to in the past, but now mm-hmm. I'm actively doing. So again, it's just an, an extra an extra thing to pull on for me. Nice, man. That was badass. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know if you ever had anything similar with your, your thing in powerlifting where it's just squat, bench, and deadlift, but I'm sure you have different meets where, like, you're expecting one lift to carry you a little bit farther than the others. Yeah, and it's usually, like you're saying, uh, just something or whatever I choose is because I personally yeah, want that. Like, just what you're feeling good about the time, what you're excited about. What's it's it's cool to focus on those things that um one you know you're knowledgeable about like in my case maybe that would be the squat you know and not only that you're you enjoy doing whatever that is and for me that's the squat so i guess it's like aligning a bunch of things um to one goal that you can be like most efficient at yeah and it's fulfilling like at the end of the day so you're gonna try your hardest um because it is fulfilling so i don't know Right. It's just, a, it's just a little extra buy-in, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun part of the process, you know, especially like, like leanness has never been a strong suit for me. Like at my last two shows, I definitely could have standed to be leaner and like arms proportionally were, were fine at the last one, but like, mm-hmm. you know, the arms was the fun one and the lean one was like, a, okay, this is like, yeah, you're showing me that side like to no. side and you're having veins in your back and yeah. you're still a week out. So what happens in this last like week? like from the change or from how you look today um how are you how will you be looking on stage so through the rest of the week today's saturday right now so it's seven days out and then saturday is the next show day so the way i plan on spending the next seven days is um through today and tomorrow i've just recently brought my calories up a little bit from a, a harder depletion and i'm still in a bit of a deficit right now um and then starting Monday, I'm going to do a bit of a refeed. Um, I'm going to train legs really hard one last time and just kind of try to push myself hard five days out. Mm-hmm. And um, that day I'll probably have like 300 grams of carbs. So I'll really kind of yep. crank it up and try to, you know, just take it easy from that point on. And then I'll gradually work myself down. So I kind of try to um, front load the carbs. Yeah. And so this is not like my area of expertise. At all. <laughs> actually, yeah, I'm actually using a... a um, a formula out of an ebook that I've been kind of following and just tweaking as I go, like based off what I see. Mm-hmm. But so I kind of do that because it's just a little bit easier for me to have more of a structure and a plan to follow. Got you, got but, you. But um, through the end of the week, I'm essentially just kind of recovering, getting ready, trying to get rid of any extra inflammation, trying to get rid of any extra water weight or puffiness, and just mm-hmm. trying to show up and look full and lean all in one on the final day. Got you. So you already have a strategy for the next seven days. Yeah. Like I have, you can see it posted up right there. I have all my numbers written down on like a, a grid and it's like this day out, this many grams of carbs, this day out, this many grams of protein, this much sodium, this much water. Well, I'm keeping water pretty strict across mm-hmm. the board just cause it kind of freaks me out to play with water. Yeah. I remember you telling but me that, that it could go I either feel like way when it comes to water game to play. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that, but, um, but I'm at not at a point right now where I really mess with that. 
Mm-hmm. But um, and then once I'm just a couple of days out, I'll just do like light circuit training. I won't I won't lift the day before, and I won't lift anything heavy probably two or three days prior. Got you, got you. So yeah, but that's kind of like the week building up, and then essentially day of the goal is to look as as big and as lean and as vascular and just like the best the best physique I can bring that day. Mm-hmm. So first of all, that's freaking awesome. Second of all, I remember you telling me that you know there's a there's two shows there's a pre-show and then you come back for yeah, the afternoon the morning show. show and then yeah. there's the finals which is the night show morning and finals okay and you're saying that you want to you know be the leanest um that you can be obviously at that show right so you were also saying that after the morning show you'll eat a burger or a yeah, burrito so, so how does that work it's it's pretty standard to go out and eat something like a burger or a burrito or something uh-huh. um something that's kind of fattier carbier a lot of sodium to yeah. help kind of suck some fluids up and make you look a little bit more um and when and you say just, suck those fluids up are you saying like fill the muscles up or exactly. does it fill yeah. up your goal is okay. not to like spill over so like you're not trying to go to a buffet or do anything crazy but like kung fu um, buffet yeah exactly <laughs> but like no it's it's pretty standard to go out and have like a pretty hearty meal post pre-show um and then you know i would probably just eat something smaller like a usual meal prep maybe an hour or two before getting on stage with got you, um, got same you. thing with probably a lot of salt in it too got you and then as far as water goes like again i don't really cut it I'll just start sipping once I'm like a few hours off of stage mm-hmm. or excuse me, before going on stage just to like be sure I'm not watery or spilt over or puffy or, any, or Stay dry. anything like that. Yeah, exactly. So I try not to overcomplicate it, but there are some things that like, I feel like the things that are easy to control, like the macronutrients, um, meal timing, stuff like that I do. But like when we're talking about like, you know, timing sodium and like, uh, maybe not timing sodium, maybe that's a silly way to put it, but just like, there's some, there's some, there's some very like little things that I really don't sweat too much. Yeah. Like the, like water or like levels of sodium. And I'm just not at a point right now where I, I mess with that much. Got you. Got so you. I try to, I try to control the things that I'm used to controlling. Okay. So do you have a, uh, so after you're done winning this competition, do you have like some kind of splurge that you're going to go do? You know, what's funny is, um, I have like a pretty like long list of like things I'm excited to eat. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I'm really I'm truthfully not like dying or craving or planning on like stuffing my face to no end, you know. Yeah, maybe not like stuffing it to, you know, an uncomfortable point. Yeah. But is there something that like you're like you're gonna be excited about that you already have planned? for after the show um the one specific things i asked brianna to make me blueberry muffins the day after the show okay. <laughs> um but, yeah uh no just okay. however she wants to make them mm-hmm. um there's something about blueberry muffins man i don't know they're like they're warm they're sweet they're fluffy like they're blueberry which is like one of the best flavors but that's kind of one of like that was one thing um there's a couple different like restaurants i want to go to but mm-hmm. like yeah, I don't know. Like at the last show, I didn't even finish the dinner that night. I remember I went to Blue Goose and I got like three tacos and I yeah. ate like half the beans and rice and like a taco and a half. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It, there's, it's definitely, it's definitely like kind of cultural, I guess, to like go and eat something crazy yeah. afterwards. But there's really nothing that comes to mind. Like I'll probably think of the most convenient restaurant for, you know, you, my family, Brianna and my buddy Landry and whoever else happens to be there mm-hmm. to all go to and, you know, sit down and, and eat. So what about outside of food? So, like, it doesn't have to be food, but... Like something like, I'm looking forward to doing? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, like, some some kind of... I, I don't know if it's a reward, but something 
to like give yourself after you know putting yourself no, no, I, hadn't, I haven't thought about that at all no no. Is that something that's even going to happen? I mean, I've thought, of, I've thought of like what my training is going to look like after. If that's, that's funny. Like, but no, I didn't. No, I didn't plan on like rewarding myself or doing anything like that. No, that's not, oh, okay. you know, I think that's probably what the food is, I guess. Uh-huh. Like if I were to go out and have something, but um, no, I didn't plan on like rewarding myself or anything like that, you know, because at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's, it's a challenge and it's um it's a, maybe not the easiest thing to do for some people, but mm-hmm. like, it's all a self-inflicted challenge, you know, that I bring on yeah. to myself. And that's why that's why I really try not to complain about the diet too much or, or anything like that. And people are like, yeah, you can complain, though. But I, there's nothing to like, complain about. It's like, yeah, I'm choosing to do it. And if I wanted to, I could go have whatever I want to eat. It's just going to affect the way I end up on stage that day. And I don't want to make that sacrifice at that time. Yeah. Sometimes I do want to make that sacrifice, but I'm not usually in a place where like, I, I want to to veer off from that. I want to stay on track. I want to do what the thing is because I'm I'm choosing to do it. Nobody's yeah, nobody's making me be here. Might as well be good at you know what you're trying to do. Well, or else, what's yeah, the it's point? like do the job right or don't do it at all, right? Mm-hmm. So why why would you, you know, why would you? Yeah. So so um, from your last two preps, um, what did you learn that you know? What did you learn from your last two preps that um, maybe you were a little bit short on that you're including in this prep? Your shortcomings from your last prep. One thing, my shortcomings from my last prep, okay. Um, My shortcomings from my last prep. I would say in my last prep, I I wasn't prioritizing sleep enough. I wasn't paying attention to stress enough. Mm. Um, I think those are definitely two places I've really improved because even though I, you know, still have my fair share of stress, I'm much more conscious of it and I pretty much consistently get my sleep when I need to. But, um, I would say those are probably the two biggest things that I've, I've pulled from those other two shows. The first show, like I wasn't sleeping at all. Like I was just living like a normal teenager, you know? Yeah. So. Because you were. Yeah, exactly. Because I was, I was just, you know. It wasn't something that I was maybe I was training hard, but maybe I wasn't living it or, you know, whatever the phrase is. Right? Yeah, it's not just about in the gym. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it, I wasn't mature enough to take it seriously enough at that point. But. um, Yeah. Does that kind of answer that? Yeah, man. I maybe think it does. OK. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's something that's like it's just the thing that I found the most with bodybuilding preps is like I am what I consider to be the best me during them because I have to be. Yeah. Because if I don't get up on time, if I don't meal prep, if I don't do my workouts, if I don't, you know, do the daily things I need to do, you know, in my normal life to keep things like running, like it's just, it's that routine that like, I just, I feel unstoppable during. So like, even in the midst of like the last parts of the diet where, you know, maybe you're tired and brain fog and, you know, just drowsy or, or whatever it may be. Like, I still feel like I'm um, moving in the right direction. You know, like I still feel together, if that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like, it just makes me feel like I'm actually on a course going somewhere. And I think that that's what a lot of people get. Um, maybe, com- or they misunderstand. They think that it's extreme discipline and you know, maybe extreme motivation that carries sure. us through, you know, these, 
things that we're doing, whether it be a powerlifting meet, a bodybuilding show, or just losing a bunch of weight, um, they think that it's extreme, you know, discipline or motivation when in reality, it's the fact that we're moving forward every single day and that momentum just carries our decisions yeah. as we go. So whenever, you know, we get to the point where there is, you know, some temptations, you know, right in front of us, we know, or it's not even a decision that we have to make, whether it's a yes or a no to take that mm -hmm. temptation, because it's already instilled in us through our daily actions to not even consider right. that temptation. Well, and it's just, it's because you've become so engulfed in the process of whatever it is that you're doing or striving towards or, or the goal that's in mind that you don't, you don't look at things like you normally would. You look at them as that's helping me or that's hurting me. Yeah. That's aiding me or that's harming me. So, you know, if it's, if you're trying to lose 25 pounds and you're driving by the donut store, you're either looking at it like, that's aiding me or that's harming me. Not do I want a donut or do I not want a donut? It doesn't matter if you want a donut. It matters that you don't eat the donut right now. Yeah, and it's if if you're able to think about it logically and you know keep emotions away, emotions away, um, it's very very easy to make the right uh, yeah. choice. But a lot of times when um, we see things that you know we know that aren't good for us and we're not and we don't have the habits that you know we already have right now instilled in us then what happens is again like like you just said instead of asking is this gonna help or hurt us um we go into ooh, that sounds good right now um how can i just go get that right instead of thinking again the help or hurt it's right. as simple as that yeah some, something that I've found to help me too, like when I'm maybe not in a place where I can do the help or hurt thing, because I don't think that's as maybe as easy as portrayed. Like yeah, you, no. you have to very much be invested in it and dedicated to it. But, you know, if you're in a place where you're struggling, like I've also found that the time frame really helps too. So like the time frame kind of can help you realize that like this is a choice that you're making. Like you, you get to say no to that because of what you want to do. And so you can just kind of think in your brain like, okay, you know, I don't. I don't want that donut right now because today I'm trying to lose fat mm -hmm. and maybe tomorrow rolls around and you're trying to lose fat. The next day trying to rolls around and you're trying to lose fat, but maybe next year you're in a place where you're, you're pretty lean. And at that certain time, like that donut, maybe you can have that. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's really not, it's not a big deal. So it's like when you kind of create a time frame around it, like it's not like you're saying no forever. You're just, you're saying no right now in this moment, you know, and that can kind of help just maybe put it a little bit more in a box rather than feel like you have to become this person that says no to donuts because you're hardcore disciplined and, and driven. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it gives you that ability to like say, no, I'm good right now, but maybe in a year or maybe in a week or maybe next time, you know? Yeah. It's almost like you're tricking yourself. Yeah. yeah uh, exactly. or that's exactly what yeah, you're doing. It's you're, I think you're, I think you're aiding yourself. I think you're reminding yourself that the task is not as large as it seems because it's really not a big deal to pass on a donut yeah. one time. But if you're somebody who really likes donuts and then you have to think, I'm never going to eat a donut again, <laughs> that's a big challenge. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, it's contextual. It's, it's, it boxes it a little bit. It, it puts it into perspective. See, now, now we're kind of talking about like managing our habits. But I know one thing that, you know, if you are struggling with, let's just say diet habits. Sure. If you are struggling sure. with it, diet habits. Adherence to a diet. Yeah, just stay away from the shit you're not supposed to eat. It's as simple as that. You know, right. if you're going in the grocery store, 
already have a grocery list before you walk in there. Go in there, get the shit you need to get, yeah. walk out. If you know, if you're hungry, uh, you should already have pre-made not pre-made meals, but like a plan of what you're eating, an idea of what you're eating. Yeah. Because what happens if you don't is you're gonna be thinking of, all right, well, I don't have anything to cook. Um, don't really know what to eat. Let me just let me just go get, oh, get yeah. something from Grubhub. Oh, yeah. Or I'm driving down the road, don't really have anything at home. Let me just go to Chipotle. That, that DoorDash game becomes dangerous because suddenly you have every restaurant and you know, in a five mile radius at your fingertips, but like, you don't realize how much money you're blowing, what a bad habit you're creating, you're eating yeah. out You know what I mean? So you're exactly right. Like it's so easy to like fall into these habits and we're all guilty of it. Mm -hmm. But um, I agree. Like if you can just physically stay in a place where you don't need those, like for me, a big thing is not buying snacks. Yeah. And like, I'd be lying if I said we didn't have snacks because we do buy snacks. But I know every time that like, hey, if I'm trying to dial it in again this week, I'm not getting any snacks. Like any mm -hmm. snack in there is like something for Brianna. It's not for me right now. Because if there's a snack, like I'm, I'm at the very minimum thinking about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I very least know it's there. So why even let it be there? Mm -hmm. Why and, deal with it? Um, another thing is, you know, let let's say, so for my mom, my mom and my dad, for example, they have kids in the house. So obviously they're gonna have. Well, I say obviously, but a lot of cookies the times, crackers, yeah, they have yeah. cookies, crackers, they buy donuts for them, yeah, things like that. So let's say you're in a place where it's inevitable for you to have, sure. you know, delicious things yeah. um, in your vicinity. Well, one thing that uh, helped me when I was losing a bunch of weight and I think could help a lot of people is get those, you know, delicious things out of your sight. Like yeah. it's as simple as that. Like put it, if you have a microwave, um, Put the stuff inside the microwave if you have a pantry put the good stuff you know behind some stuff in the pantry just make it so that you don't see it because making it easier for yourself yeah what i started noticing is as long as i don't see whatever i want then i'm not, i'm literally not even going to think about it and it got to the point where even if there is you know cookies and uh, donuts and cake on the pantry or in the fridge um, I already knew what I was going to eat, so I wouldn't even look at those things. I would just go right. straight to what I needed, yeah. and um, that no longer became an issue. So yeah. I no longer even had to be disciplined right. or um, you know any of that stuff. So it just makes it a lot easier, right? So doing so when I do things like that, and then I also meal prep and essentially just get ahead of the game on the diet. Yeah. Then it just becomes following the process. But when you're trying to figure it out on the fly or when you have, you know, these other temptations around in your immediate area or vicinity. It's so it becomes, hard. Yeah. So it's like you just you simplify it for yourself and you make it like a dedicated process, you know. So that's what I've done. And I'd be lying if I said my adherence was 100 percent this whole prep because it definitely wasn't. Yeah. But, you know, <clears throat> in places and times when it needed to be being the majority, it was. And my general body fat went down and I'm happy with how lean I am. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we ended up getting to that point, but it's just one of those things where it's like, man, it's, there's a lot of challenges you can get away from just by being ahead of the ball. Yeah. So Be beating your, it's like you're beating yourself at the game. Yeah. You know, exactly right. you're beating, beating yourself around the corner. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think would help a lot of people is just being, I know we steered like away from your bodybuilding no, you're, to this, but let me circle back. Um, being educated on, you know, whatever your goals are. So 
just because we've yeah. been talking about diet, let's talk more about diet. Um, if you're educated on like macros and calories and like how how much you're supposed you need to be consuming a day, then you're gonna be you're gonna think twice about you know grabbing that donut or getting a bowl of cereal. Okay, I'm glad. See, I'm really glad you said that too because what's super funny to me is every single person that I have the conversation with of they're trying to lose body fat. What do you eat? Well, I eat healthy. What does that mean to you? Exactly. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. Do, do, does that account for energy balance? Does it have to account for energy balance? I don't know, but we need to talk about energy balance. But so point being like people in their brain, people are eating healthy, you know? Mm-hmm. And to your point, like you don't know what you don't know, yeah. but you gotta know. Yeah, and so, that's it's not your fault. Um, like for example, I know my mom and my dad, they love oatmeal. And so what do I catch them doing? I catch them eating like two big ass or like a big ass bowl of oatmeal filled with creamer and milk and then a loaf or not a loaf, a slice of bread with butter on it. Um, And they're like, well, this is healthy, right? Because it's oats and it's one slice of bread. It's like, well, that, you know, I totally understand why you think that because oats is, you know, a good thing. But when you're eating a huge bowl. Right of grits or oatmeal like you do not need that many carbs right it's quantity first thing in the morning it's quantity and combination what's going with it you know yeah man yeah you you make a good point man it's so a lot of it is you're right a a lack of knowledge on what the goal might be so if it's really a serious goal it has to be something that you're you're researching you're studying you're paying attention to you're you're not leaving in the fog and the cool the cool thing that or one thing that I started noticing when it comes to just improving whatever you want to improve, um, it doesn't take much education for you to be like aware of where you need to be approved, uh, improving. Yeah. So when it comes to dieting, it's not a lot of information to learn what protein is, what carbohydrates is, what fats are, and you know, what calories are. And then for you to pull together a mix of like how many calories you should be consuming a day right? and then start breaking down your protein, carbon, fat uh, right. ratio. Yeah, right. And, and now like, and I would I would agree with you that the knowledge part isn't hard, but it's the application part that's hard. But yes. The, yeah, it the can be hard. The knowledge is not far out of reach, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not far there. But the problem is figuring out how you go from standard American diet to... 2000 calories a day with 120 grams of protein or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. The problem is figuring out how to apply it and get to that step. But no, I agree with you. Like you have the knowledge available to you. You just have to go out and get it, go out and get it. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I don't know how we got off the show. Do you want to get back off or back on talking about the show? Yeah. Do you have, um, anything else to talk about the show? Um, not in specific, what I will say is I really think that sleep has been a huge game changer for me through this whole process. Um, that in maintaining tissue, losing fat, um, keeping stress low, like it just, it continues to boggle my mind, like how important sleep is and how important stress is. I just, it never, it never ceases to amaze me. And it's like every time. I find myself more and more recently with clients like first change looking for being sleeper stress, not mm-hmm. even calorie adherence or excuse me, diet adherence or, you know, how many calories you're eating or they're training. Like I go to sleep and stress first every time. 
And that's big for you because you're a personal trainer trying to make them achieve their fitness goals. So yeah. the fact that you're prior or you're first looking at their sleep, that tells you how important or sleeping. Yeah. It's yeah. Lifestyle, man. Yeah. Like if you're not, if you're not sleeping right, you're not doing anything right. Mm. So, and that's, that's unfortunate because there's some people who, you know, no sleep is a badge of honor. And I was one of those people before. And some people learn how to, you know, function without it. But as far as like getting the most out of your body and your physical capacity, like you get your seven to nine hours of sleep per night, man. Yeah. I remember um, a little bit over a month ago, you, or I was telling you like how bad my sleep was. And you're like, Chris, listen to this podcast. And I listened to that podcast with, yeah, Matt Walker and Andrew, Andrew Huberman, correct? It was both of them. Um, So I listened to that podcast, I think like four times. And ever since I listened to that podcast, I'm serious when I say I haven't gotten under eight hours of sleep. I've been prioritizing sleep ever since then. And um, my training has gotten better. My recovery has gotten better. Um, No longer feeling tired throughout the day. Although... I did start taking naps throughout the day purposely, not because of lack of energy. Yeah. Um, and he goes over why to do that in the podcast. Um, but sleep, I can definitely say or agree with you is, or I guess sleep and stress management, they both go hand in hand, um, are so important. And it's so much more than just like fitness and health. It's like your life. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. There, there are things that like you, you find that this works out a lot better if you just decide to live it. If you decide to go to bed on time, if you decide to take care of yourself rather than just trying to build the muscle, like try to build the muscle and be healthy, try to lose the fat and be healthy, like do the things you need to do to take care of yourself. And mm. it, it pays tenfold, man. It's crazy. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. I know we've touched, and it, honestly, just because we've already touched a lot of subjects today, so I'm going to throw you a curveball. Okay. I want to talk about your squats right now. Okay. Because um, you were going pretty nutty with that Mars bar for a minute. Yes. And I saw a video of you squatting with a straight bar the other day mm-hmm. um, for the first time in how long? Um, almost a year. First time squatting on a straight bar in almost a year, and how heavy did you go? Only seven, I believe 735 or 745. <clears throat> Okay, so like you, you literally haven't back. You haven't. You have not practiced the skill of back squatting with a straight bar in over a year, and you went and squatted seven thirty five. Yeah, and that was after losing like a hundred. That's pretty crazy. A hundred um, twenty pounds. So you have a meet coming up. Yes, I have a meet December eleventh, man. Okay, so December eleventh, and what kind of numbers are you going for? Considering you're squatting seven thirty five, your first time in over a year, I assume you're going for some big numbers. Yeah. So at first, my goal was to total over uh, twenty two fifteen, because that is Dan Green's, uh, or that's the world record at um, the two hundred forty two pound weight class in powerlifting. Okay. And I wanted to crush that world record by December, but I'm actually going to push that goal, um, to April okay. because I figured, you know what, what's the point of trying to make, you know, this big of a turnaround and, you know, only four months, all I'm going to do is just risk my happiness and well being sure. on this when in reality, it probably, I still won't be able to reach those numbers. Sure. So, for this goal or for this uh, December 11th meet, I don't have exact numbers um, 
right now my bench is at a very nice 445 my deadlift is around 785 and i say that because i got um 745 very easy and i stalled out on 800 three times above my knee so i'm assuming i'm around uh, 785 and then my squat right now first time squatting is at seven let's just say 735 i don't know if it's 745 but 735 okay although when it comes to my squat um, that still has a lot of potential because I re- I need to refigure out my form and that form felt really wonky. So I think I have a lot more power in squat. So when it comes to the meet in December, I think that I'm going to be, first of all, I'm going to be a little bit more conservative on my numbers just sure. to build my confidence. So for bench, I'm thinking about a 485 bench and then a 815 deadlift. And then honestly, for squat, I don't have a number yet. Okay. I think I'll have to wait a couple more weeks to see where my squat is. Um, and I say a couple more weeks, but it may honestly be, you know, the rest of the 13 weeks. Okay. So it sounds like you're not super far off the mark, but where where exactly did you pull this, um, this refound need to compete in powerlifting? Because that was gone for a while. Yeah, so... I wanted to, I was powerlifting, COVID happened, lost a ton of weight, and I was feeling really good at like 220 pounds. Sure. And what I started noticing is obviously after losing 120, or at that time it was 140 pounds, um, you're going to have loose skin. Yeah. So I started thinking, okay, how can I fix this without, you know, having surgery? Because surgery is like $18,000. And not only that, what's the point of doing that where when I may be able to fix it myself? Yeah. So my game plan was to regain some mass and focus on tightening my skin. So after about, um, I'd say like four months of uh, slowly gaining weight and just trying to focus on building mass, I got up to about 245 pounds and I started noticing like, whoa, I'm actually pretty strong. And then I decided to just peak, just do a 12 week peak um, out of nowhere, no program. So I was taking it week by week, day by day, honestly. And I wanted to see how strong that I could get. And I ended up almost deadlifting 800, uh, benching 445, and deadlift or uh, squatting the uh, 735. So those numbers were just out of the whim, out of nowhere. And that's when I was like, hmm, you know what? This was fun. I can build more mass and tighten my skin. Yeah. Um, and not only that, a friend named Skylar Brandt reached out to me and was like, hey, you down to do a powerlifting meet in December? And just kind of stars aligned. You're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Let's, yeah, let, let me try it. I feel like it aligns with all the goals yeah. that I am uh, like looking at right now. Yeah, it's a challenge. Um, again, like, with your with this 13 week bodybuilding uh, show for you 
uh, how it's like a journey, a spiritual yeah. journey. Um, that's how I'm looking at this, like sure. a spiritual journey, something that I really want to try at and like kind of push myself. Right. So yeah, that's how I, that's how I decided to um, go for this. Me, kind of a long story, but yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's that's pretty cool. It's been interesting to see, and I was pretty impressed to see you just come out of the gate with a 735 squat like that. Yeah, and I think the really cool thing is when it comes to me being strong, I've never really broken things down um, when it came to like my program, when it came to dieting, sure. sleeping. Yeah. I've never really broken things down. I've always just gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. So right now what I did, I actually took a whole day to break down where I am now, um, some places where I can improve and, or I'm sorry, I looked at my three lifts, I broke down my weaknesses yeah, and, you know, I marked those, put them to the side. And then I looked at the powerlifting meet. I looked at, you know, the exactly like the equipment that's going to be at the powerlifting meet, what I'm going to be doing, how I need to be preparing. Um, and then how can I optimize the equipment that I have right now in order to be prepared for that? Right. So, and then I started looking at my diet. So I started breaking down like all these components of the show. Yeah. Yep. Which I've never done before. And it was cool. Cause after doing that, I saw so many things that I have the potential to improve on. Right. And so what I did was I actually went out and I bought, you know, some new gear um, and because the gear that I have right now is like five years old. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let me buy some new gear. And I broke down my lifts like I was saying, my weaknesses. So I created a program um, to buff up those weaknesses. And I was looking at my training and the way that I train. And so I broke down like how I need to be training in the future, which is really just training with intention instead right. of just training to lift um, heavy shit. Right. And I guess I just did like a whole revamp for this powerlifting me because I actually want to try. And I actually want to say that, um, I guess I tried my hardest and I put yeah, like a lot into say, it. You want to say you left it all on the table. Yeah, I want to be proud of what I what I put on that platform, right. the numbers that I put on that platform. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You want to be sure that that's all of you that's left out there. Yeah, exactly. So, and not only that, that's going to prep me for that meet in April. Yeah. Which that's the meet where I've actually decided that I want to like put up some big, big numbers right. at the 242-pound range. So just another challenge for me. But Do you want to call it right now? What are your numbers going to be in April? Um, I'd, I'd say around a 900 pound squat and 850 pound deadlift and 535 bench. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I'm confident Fuck about yeah. those numbers. That's awesome. And that's at 242 pounds. So I'm not going to be going up in a weight class. And today is September 11th, 2021. And yep. this meet is going to be in April of 2022. Yes. So not an exact day in April. I have yet, um, but my birthday is April 30th. Oh, so, gotcha. yeah, so I want to do it um, before my birthday just to say that I was a sub junior. Or I guess it would be a junior, that I was a junior um, 
while I broke that record. I love that like my birthday thing was like, yeah, so I can eat like an asshole on my birthday. And your birthday thing was like, yeah, so I can just be the best power lifter in the world before I'm a serious adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, man. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited. That's awesome, man. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super cool. And I um it's obviously some it's obviously something that you have a gift for and are, are made to do. So it's it's awesome to see you um excited about it again, you know. Yeah, and it's so weird people telling me that I have a gift for it and stuff because I guess, f first of all, everybody tells me that. And second of all, I think it's well, that's not, not really a gift. Well, hang on. That's not for a second to discount your, your work or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, no. I know it's not. Yeah. but I'm just saying you're a talented athlete. That's what I'm saying. So I guess like f looking from here on the outside – I just want everybody to know, like, they can do, I know this may sound corny as hell, but they can do, like, whatever they set their yeah. mind to. Um, well, and here's and here's the thing, too. It's like, you know, maybe you were, <clears throat> maybe you were dealt a certain hand of cards that maybe enabled you to do what you've done and what you plan to do mm -hmm. and continue to do, but um, you have sacrificed more than most would. A lot yeah, more man. than most would, and you've put forth a lot more effort than most would. So, gift, no gift. I mean, at the end of the day, like you have to be the one to go take it. You know. Yeah, man, and I think there there's certain um, what? How can I say it? My environment at the time like enabled me to, you know. I mean, I do the sacrifices. I watched you dedicate everything, man. Like yeah, so I was hundred pounds like that. That was everything. Yeah, so my mom was, or I was talking about this a little bit uh, with my mom this morning, and what she said was, because I was showing her this morning, like, hey, my teeth are white now, because like a couple weeks ago they were starting to get you know yellow and brown, and I didn't like it, and she pointed it out. So I was like, okay, let me, you know, let me fix this. So. I've been doing everything we were talking about earlier, like just educating myself and, you know, building habits and learning exactly how I need to be brushing my teeth and a lot of stuff that I learned about just whitening trying, your teeth. Just trying to take care of yourself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, take care of myself. And so when she told me, or this morning, um, when I showed her my teeth and I was all happy, um, she she like smiled at me and she, she told me that, you know, it's really good to see or it's really cool for her to see that I'm actually caring yeah, about like, yeah, my appearance is my right right now. I'm caring about life right now and I'm caring about like a lot of things right now. Right. Back then I only cared about powerlifting right. and I did not care about anything else. Right. So that's why I was able to I mean obviously I cared about like my family but I guess if you think about it, did I really? Because I put myself in a situation where I could have easily had a heart attack right. um, and just died. Right. So did I really care about my family more than I did about powerlifting? Yeah. I don't know. But I was able to make those sacrifices because I put myself in a position where I wasn't even really making any sacrifices. Yeah. So I'm not trying to, I guess, say that what I did was easy, but 
I think it was. I think I did the easy route. You know, I took the yeah, easy yeah. route, and you might you put yourself in a scenario where there was only one option. Yeah, and a lot of people from the outside, you know, they they look at it as like very impressive and all of this, but from the inside, I I know in my heart, like deep down, it's not impressive. Yeah. It's really not. I was a nihilistic, um, just. You probably just constantly think you're capable of more. And that's kind of the hard thing with, with something that's so objective, like powerlifting. It's like you squatted 900, sweet. When are you going to squat 905? You yeah, squat numbers really mean nothing. Sweet. When are you going to squat 910? You mm-hmm. know, like, and so and that's like the thing, like, you know, what was it? Thor deadlifted like a thousand pounds and then somebody deadlifted a thousand and one. And it was right. Like, yeah. Okay, and then that, Eddie Hall, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay, and then yeah, yeah. Eddie Hall went and deadlifted like a thousand, a hundred. Yeah. He did like, yeah, exactly. So it's just like, at the end of the day, like, it's just, it's, there's never going to be an end point. And that's, it's the same thing with bodybuilding too. Like as soon as you're have one thing strong, you want another thing strong. As soon as you're known for one thing, you want to be known for another, you know what I mean? So it's, we can always play this game with ourselves of like, we're power hungry. It's, it's never, <laughs> it's never enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to decide like, are you in it to find enough? Cause if you are, you never will, but are you in it to, you know, continuously be better and to dedicate yourself to something that you enjoy and that you feel makes you better. You yeah. Know? And I think when you try to find the enough, uh, that's when you start tying your happiness and your well being right. to those end goals. You're right. You know, what's funny is the only time, and I cringe when I say this, but the only time I ever called myself a bodybuilder was um, when I prepped for my first show in high school, which like was the show I by far looked the worst, mm-hmm. but like I had tied my identity to it and when I got last of last, like it crushed me, man, because yeah. like, I was a bodybuilder. Like, that's what I did. I am Alex, the bodybuilder. I'm not Alex, the human being. So it's like, you what know? now? Exactly. So you can't, you can't tie your worth to those things. So you have to figure out like, okay, this thing I love and I enjoy and I pursue because it's an opportunity for me to become better and do something I enjoy and challenge myself and, and try to be more. But you can't look for your validation or your confidence, or maybe, maybe you can find some confidence, but you can't find yeah. your you can't find your identity within it. Yeah, because what happens if it leaves? Yeah. You know, like for me as a powerlifter, what happens if you know I did tie my happiness to powerlifting, and you know the weights that I lifted, and I got in a car wreck the next day, and I broke my leg, right? Or I'm paralyzed from the waist down. Right. Like there it goes there goes literally who I am right. as a person. Right. And if you're only, if you're not, you know, in my case, Chris Saldana, if you're Toro strong, mm-hmm. um, then what happens when powerlifting is gone? Right. You know, you're going to, you're going to go through some kind of existential crisis yeah. and that's not fun. Yeah. So I think I want to, uh, I think I want to end on that. Yeah. That was a powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's an important point, but don't anyways. tie your happiness to your end goals. hundred percent. You have to fall in love with the process, the journey, Mm -hmm. you know, I heard a really good analogy the other day and it's like, you could either climb Everest or have someone take you on a helicopter to the top. And, you know, of those two people, who's going to be more fulfilled by the process or by you or, you know what I mean? So anyways, this has been PTC cast. I really don't know what episode seven. seven. Is it seven? Yep. Look at that. It's my lucky number. Yeah. So episode seven. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate you. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. I'm Alex Martin at Progress Through Change. This is Chris Saldana. What's your Instagram? At Cholito Saldana. Saldana. Yeah. But thank you all for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace to the world. Peace to the world. We. Oui.